Welcome to our podcast, What I Didn't Learn at Harvard, where super connectors who will be talking about how to network smartly in a post-pandemic world. I'm your host and moderator, Rajiv Jadav. I'm a reputation management strategist and social impact activist. My co-host is Victor Lee. He's our Harvard alum, and he will be guiding us through all the things he's learned about networking since he graduated. In the episodes that follow, you'll be hearing from experts who do networking well. Welcome to another exciting episode of Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Today, we're joined by not one, but two very special guests, Douglas Hatcher and Lisa Marie Hatcher. Douglas and Lisa Marie Hatcher are co-founders of Communicate for Impact, a business storytelling training and coaching firm just north of New York City. Douglas has been a speechwriter trusted by senior politicians and Fortune 500 CEOs for 20 plus years, including former U.S. Senator Olympia Snow and former MasterCard CEO Ajay Banger. He also conducted business storytelling training while working at MasterCard. Lisa Marie has over two decades of experience as a highly successful sales and account development professional in both the fintech and pharmaceutical spaces, including American Express and Sanofi Aventis. Together, they combine their experience at crafting persuasive messages to teach solopreneurs and other content creators how to easily apply storytelling to business content. They are also co-authors of a business leadership book rooted in the principles of storytelling called <laughs> Win with Decency. How to use <laughs> how to use your better angels for better business. Wow. I gotta say, first of all, there's a lot to unpack there. And I have to <laughs> and I have, so first of all, like obviously welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to start with the last thing that I read, win with decency. Now, that is a very curious choice of words. Care to share the backstory in that title and why you chose to word it in that specific way? Well, sure. Um, first of all, thanks for having us, uh, Victor and Rajiv. This is, uh, this is great, very exciting. Um, the book talks about five traits, five character traits that we generally associate with being a better person. But we show you how they are incredibly important for competitive advantage in business. And the traits are humility, empathy, vulnerability, gratitude, and generosity. And without going through all of them, I will just tell you for at least the first two or three, you've got to have humility uh, in storytelling for sure to, to put your audience first which is essential if you want to actually connect with people. But you also need humility if you want to ask the right questions, if you want to be 
um, prepared for blind spots. If you're not, if you think you have all the answers, uh, you're going to be in a tough place in the 21st century economy. We've already seen volatility happens all over the place. And if you are humble and able to ask questions and to look for answers from various people, not just from yourself, you're in a much better position to win. Uh, empathy is incredibly important when it comes to customers and, and engaging with customers, vulnerability done correctly, i.e. using uh, struggle strategically is a great way to connect with people and to actually you know, make, them, you know, make them feel that you're part of their story. So all three of those are super important when it comes to competitive advantage, but you might not think so sort of initially. Wow. And yeah, but you know, Lisa, Lisa Marie, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Because I mean, I mean, I know you you spent a little more time in you know in corporate life here than Douglas, and also you were in you know financial services and pharma, which is not you know decency is not the first word that not the first <laughs> word that comes to mind. You know, I would have thought the first the five characteristics are like aggression, discipline, you know, um, you know, being mean or whatever. So do you want to talk about how the, how do those Ruthless. things fit with what you you folks are finding in the marketplace? Yeah, well, I'm going to let Douglas address that part, but I wanted to add on. So the second part of the title of the book is how to use your better angels for better business. And one time we were speaking with someone and she said, how to use your better angles for better business? I was like, <laughs> no, it's angels. So Douglas, why don't you give the background on why we chose that to be the, the subtitle? Of the book? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it comes from Abraham Lincoln. Right. Um, I think it's his second inaugural address. With mal, uh, charity for all, malice toward none. Malice towards none, sure. Yeah, um, and again, it's the the idea. We generally think that good guys finish last. We believe that actually good guys, in the context of these five traits, are more apt to finish first. Um, Sachin Nadella, CEO of Microsoft, is probably one of the best champions of empathy, uh, activated in a marketplace context. Um, I think it's very difficult to be good at sales, to be good at user experience. Um, if you don't have empathy, if you don't think about how is my customer going to interact with this uh, interface, if you don't think, if you don't have the empathy to make that connection, it's a very difficult place to be. Well, Lisa Murray, you were in sales, right? So, I mean, does mm -hmm. that does that fit with how what you saw when you were, you know, knocking on you know doctors' doors saying? you know, buy these pills and all the other stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Well, you know, I have to say while I was successful, I wish I had known then what I know now. And that is um, what storytelling is all about, which is about, you know, thinking about the end user, thinking about that person on the, that you're talking to on the other side and not focusing on yourself and what you're, what you have to offer as much as what that person needs or wants to hear or needs to hear. And that's where, you know, the whole um, gratitude comes in and generosity comes in is about not being selfish. You have to focus on what the person on the other side of the conversation needs and wants so that you can say the right things to fall on their ears. Okay. Can you, you explain this? Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because normally when I see people talk about storytelling, what they, what they seem to mean or the way people interpret it, kind of like, you know, the better angles. People seem to interpret it as, how can I tell you my story? Right. Yep. Right. And I don't think that's not really where you're going with this, right? And uh, also, Victor, you know, if I may, uh, 
another, you know, something, you know, again, kind of going back to the title of the book, Win With Decency. So is there a reason why you chose the Win With Decency? Because it sounds so like, I don't know, like <laughs> scintillating, catchy, edgy, potentially provocative. Is that the reason why you kind of chose those specific words? Yes. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> that was a short answer. Um, I know, right? We we actually make the business case for decency where we highlight leaders in both really small businesses as well as huge businesses uh, practicing these these decent qualities and achieving competitive advantage and doing well. And so that's why it's winning. You're winning by doing, you know, practicing these these traits of what we think of as just being a good person, but they really can be um, proven out in successful business cases. Mm. And interestingly, um, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, do you have any examples? A, a couple. Uh, from a decency standpoint, um, a MasterCard over the last couple of years has adopted something that it calls the decency quotient. Wow. So instead of, you know, EQ or IQ, that's, DQ, which of course I think it was Dairy Queen, this Dairy Queen. Dairy Southern, Queen. Southern, <laughs> Southern roots. Um, but you know, decency is very important for MasterCard, and that that really ebbed from the CEO at the time, Ajay Banga, who really epitomized not just decency but all the five qualities we just mentioned. So it was easy for us to kind of come up with this because we had a person in mind who was a global leader who embodied these five qualities. Um, you know, when we think about generosity, uh, everybody's on social media. The, one, the social media that we really work on a lot is LinkedIn and Twitter. In both of those, your success is fundamentally founded on how generous you are with the value you want to bring to people. That's it. Sure. I mean, so generosity is the... Um, the linchpin for social media content creation, especially in those two platforms. Well, that's true. I mean, they do say, I mean, the, the, the gurus of LinkedIn and Twitter talk about, you know, you're there to share and, and provide yep. your information and, and help people and, and things like that. So I take it. So, so the book and the five traits yep. are kind of built around the concept of the mindset, right? So that's sure. how you approach it. And then, so how can you take, can you segue us from the mindset to the storytelling. Okay, so now that I, 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 if I, I agree with these premises, how do I translate that into storytelling? Well, so the, I mean, the the most important part of storytelling is that you're trying to reach an audience, whether that audience is, you know, whether you're a fiction writer and you're writing, you know, a novel, or you are writing a uh, an email to someone, you want to try to connect with that person and reach that person towards some kind of end goal. If you were thinking about yourself um, and not thinking about the person you're trying to reach, that is a tougher place to be. And traits like humility and empathy allow you to really think about the other person first. Uh, Rick Warren, who's uh, the, the author of, um, what was the book that he did? A Purpose Driven Life. Now, he said that uh, humility is not thinking less of your uh, thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less that's all <laughs> oh, that. well, it is yeah just thinking like just thinking of yourself less um you really have to put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're trying to reach and that is a cornerstone a cardinal rule of storytelling all right 
Yeah, well, and one of the things I loved in your most recent newsletter was when you talked about the, the menu example, right? So when you open the menu and you read the discussion of, of the dish, right? It's essentially telling you a story, you know, where is it from? How's it prepared? You know, who grew it? You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not just a list of, you know, ground beef, cheese, lettuce, and a bun. Like, you know, it says like, it's like, you know, juicy heifer, you know, cheeseburger or something like that. Right. So, so I, 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 Maybe it's because it's Monday morning and I'm a little slow. I get that with the menu. So, okay. But can, so can you give us some examples of clients, like whether it's a coach or somebody who sells clothing or any sort of business, how do they sort of translate that? And how do they then make the story about the client or the customer um, as a way to bring them along? Well, first of all, I think almost anyone who is in business for their, themselves particularly really has a huge knowledge base, right? They have an expertise about one particular topic and they're very passionate about it and they're very excited about it and they know so much. And their, their instinct is just to just spill all of that out, share everything that they know, everything about themselves, everything that they have to offer just all in one big spiel, right? Um, and the thing is, is people are just gonna be turned off by that, right? You need to, you need to find a way to connect with them. You need to um, address a pain point that they may be feeling. And, and a good way to do that is to talk about a pain point that you've experienced. So you can create that connection and sense of empathy and um, have the person on the other side thinking, oh, I've been through two, they must really understand me, um, they get it. And then you can talk about how you can address that pain point because you've been there and you've come up with a solution and you can help others, right? So you need to kind of narrow down all of that knowledge that you have and get, put it in a framework so that it's it's in nice, you know, bite-sized pieces and you're not overwhelming someone and you're not scaring them off. And that's how you're going to get their attention and make them want to say, tell me more. And it's when you get to that tell me more part that you can really start engaging. But you don't want to throw everything out there, especially when it comes to data and facts and figures that don't mean anything to anyone. You don't want to overwhelm people with that. You want to have a very simple story construct to open the door to conversation. Uh, Lisa Marie, so that's yes. a fantastic, I think, construct and illustration. And I guess I just sort of have to ask, is it almost like, thinking of it as a funnel where you have some messaging, which is top of funnel, which is more like awareness. And as you kind of progress the conversation, it gets closer and closer to like a decision and then a decision based on purchase. And then whilst that's happening, there's also the intent baked in for urgency and stuff. I mean, could you maybe speak to that? You want to talk to that Douglas? Sure. Uh, first of all, there are parallels. I wouldn't say it's, it's uh completely aligned to that, but they're definitely parallels. Um, in terms of getting back to Victor's question, then I'll come back to that, Rajiv. Uh, in terms of use case, in terms of our clients, how do they use the storytelling frameworks that they've learned? The best use cases are on LinkedIn and Twitter. We see our frameworks used on LinkedIn all the time. And I'll give you one example. Uh, we talk about three storytelling frameworks and the one that's really easy for them to use the fastest is uh, we call these story hacks. And the first story hack 
helps you, does a couple of things, but primarily it will help you get unstuck even if you have writer's block. So you're trying to kind of put something together that makes sense on LinkedIn, that provides value. How do you do that? You know, you're staring at a blank screen. Well, we have a story hack that, that we don't own these. These these are not ones that we came up with, uh, but they're in the marketplace and we teach them to people. And this one is called the and but therefore storytelling framework. And all it is, is you talk about a current situation, which is sort of the and part of the construct. Then you have a turn in the story where something happens and you signal that with the word but. And then lastly, you have a resolution to whatever that problem was that you signaled with the word but. And the resolution comes about with the word therefore, so, or that's why. And we see this all, link, so all over the place. So for on my LinkedIn profile, my header, it says everyone wants to know how to create engaging content, which is an indisputable truth, but not everyone knows how to do it. That's why we teach three simple storytelling frameworks to help you create better content faster. So it's just, it's oh, as we talked about before, it's literally fill in the blanks and everybody's words that they're filling into those blanks are going to be because everyone has a different message, but it works for everyone every time. And as Douglas said, we didn't come up with these story hacks. They've been around since Aristotle, some of them, right? They've been around forever, but people, for whatever reason, are very good at just naturally telling stories. But when it comes to putting it into business content, for whatever reason, whether it's deadlines or just pressure or, or whatever, they freeze up and they kind of forget how to tell a story. So these frameworks just help you put everything in place and put it together so that it makes sense and it's clear and concise. Well, that's fabulous. I, I love when, because when, when you went through that, Lisa Murray, right? It's like you follow along and it makes perfect sense. And then you contrast that to people who do sort of the data dump, right? And they sort of wander all over. And, you know, one of our theses is that what part of the reason people don't like to network is because A, they don't know how. And so if you go to a networking event, sometimes the worst thing that can happen is you meet somebody, you know, like yeah. I meet Lisa Marie or I meet Douglas. And it's like, well, now what do I do? Right. You're like the dog that caught the car. So so I think if you give people a framework, then they, you know, they have it creates the ease and the comfort. And nobody looks at I don't think people look at it and say, oh, my God, you're using the and but therefore framework. No. Right. Because it's it seems so natural. Yeah. And basically every real story is like that. I mean, while you were talking, I just think you're like Little Red Riding Hood was going to her grandmother's house, but there was a bad, big bad wolf. And therefore the, the woodsman had to kill him. Yep. So every that's, story fits like that. And nobody says, oh, that's kind of you know trite or hackneyed or anything like that. Well, the hallmark of that, of really any storytelling structure is cause and effect. And that's how right. we, that's how we, live our lives, That's uh, it's critical to our survival. If you say to someone, you know, back back in the day and during the sort of the caveman and women sort of periods, if you're going or, or to- as our, Or as our 12-year-olds like to say, back in the 1900s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. okay. um, you know, if you say, well, I was walking down the, 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 the road or the path and I walked by, uh, a, a, a wetland and all of a sudden I heard this this noise and then right. this I see a rustling in, in the in the uh, in the grass um, 
I, I think there might be something there. Either it's going to eat me or maybe I can eat it. Right. And you go back to your tribe and you're like, we got to check this out. Now, if you said I was walking along the road and there was you know, beautiful wetlands and there was grass and nothing happened, nobody cares. Right. Yeah, they, so, for a while they were like movies that were sort of like, I think they were called slice of life movies. Yeah. They were exactly like that, right? Something, you know, you do something, nothing happens, and then the movie's over. Yeah. And you're like, I want my money back. Yeah. Right? Because there was no story. And the, but the story component is this cause and effect. Right. right. I, you know, uh, if there's no, if you, if you, if you take one of those out, then you don't have a story. And the, the and, but therefore is just a really simple way of, assigning a vocabulary to stuff we already know intuitively. Okay. And guys, is, is a story essentially a case study, right? So if I'm a, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gym coach, right? Or physical therapist, right? And I came to you and said, hey, you know, I there was this person I knew and, you know, they were overweight and they were out of, in bad shape. And then you know, they came to me and I made them exercise and diet. And now they're running marathons. Yep. I mean, if I was trying to persuade you to hire me as yep. your as your physical therapist, I guess, right? Right. So is that how it is that? So you're coaching your clients to create stories about their clients that create the social proof that they're good. Did yeah, I think that's a way to look at Yeah, I mean, what you're selling is change. What you're selling is transformation, and we're right. trying to move people from thinking that they're selling information to realizing that they're selling, nobody buys information. There's some exceptions, but for right. the most part, they don't buy information, they buy transformation. And that's right. where we try to get them using storytelling frameworks. Okay, because I think one of the, it seems like one of the hurdles, right? Is I, I saw this on Twitter a lot, right? Where people, they say, people don't buy product, they buy the person they want to be. Yeah. They it's buy actually, better versions of themselves. Better versions of themselves. Okay? They want to be the transformed person. Right? On the other hand, the cynical me says, but people don't like to change. Right. They don't want to change their routine. I don't want to change what I eat. I don't want to change what I do during the day. Um, and so that does the storytelling kind of help get past that conflict? Like, like I want to be that better person. I just don't want to do any work yeah. or buy anything. Yeah. So is the story kind of then helped me along that path? Because because I guess the story would say, yes, but this other person did all that. And voila. Right. Well, I think it's the difference between training and coaching. In other words, with yeah. the training, we will sell you our storytelling training by, by talking about the transformation ah. that you can have. But I can't make you do it. However, if you do the coaching where we're kind of bringing you along and giving you uh, encouragement, then you have a shot of potentially uh, making it happen for yourself. Maybe it's a little bit better chance than if you just have the training alone. But with, sure. with the training, you have all the equipment necessary to do it. Yeah. Right. But except maybe the discipline. Except maybe the discipline. Right. But, you know, but that's uh, why can't... we try to make it fun and easy. Because we, we had um, our last private workshop student said to us, I've taken so many storytelling training courses and I've read books about storytelling and I've listened to podcasts on storytelling and I still didn't know how to do it. Wow. So we make it so simple and you practice throughout the entire time that you're with us. You do hands-on applications and we make it fun and we make it engaging. And we make it current day. 
And when people walk away, they literally know how to do it and they can go back to their desk an hour later and start applying it. They may not be perfect at all three of the story hacks, but they definitely know how to use them. They definitely have mastered at least one or two of them. And they just can start implementing it. And it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Okay. It have to be pie in the sky. Well, before I think we can't end before we go back to something you had said earlier, Lisa Marie, where you talked about kind of like doling out the information in small pieces, right? Not trying to overwhelm everybody, you know, with everything that's in your head. I mean, one of the things I really loved was your, was essentially your elevator speech or your, let's call it a summary template. So can, can you talk, can you and Douglas talk a little bit about that? Like what, what was the thinking behind it? And then do you make that kind of the foundation of, cause it seems like it's a, it's a short version of the story. And then do you then teach people the, the, the bigger version of the, how to tell bigger versions of the same story? Oh, Douglas, you want to talk about the, are you talking about too long, too long didn't read? You mean? I'm I'm sorry. You, are you talking about too long didn't read part of a no. blog post or? Oh no no the, the the your 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 elevator speech template which is you know the I do blank. Okay yeah yeah. Help people so, with blank. Yeah so for like networking purposes it's always hard. You want to balance authenticity with memory. In other words, you <laughs> want to be you want to be real, but you don't you know you want to be able to remember what it is you're going to talk about and. We've come up with a solution that's not revolutionary, but it works. And you just, you, you hit on four aspects that people are gonna care about. The first one, if, if someone says, what do you do? Um, you wanna talk about who are you serving? What problem are they facing? How are you helping? And what difference are you making? Ah, okay. And when you put all of that together, you can do it in one sentence. And for example, for us, you know, one of our big targets is solopreneurs. So we tell people we help busy solopreneurs create better content faster so they can spend less time marketing and more time monetizing what they love. It's all there. Right. So if someone, if I'm at a cocktail party, says, what do you do? That's, I could tell them that. And then from that, I would be able to, you know, to qualify, uh, amp them. amplify, amplify yeah. different aspects of that sentence, but it's all there. Right. That's interesting. So people think, so people can hear it and they can essentially qualify or disqualify yep. themselves, yep. right? Or they can say, okay, gee, of that, the you know, of the four pieces, can you tell me more about this particular piece? And right. I think once you get people starting to ask questions about what you said, I mean, basically you've got them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. when you say who... You know, to yourself when you're working on this, who are you serving? That person is the hero of the story, and it's not you. It's the person you're talking to. Um, what problem are they facing? Well, that's just the problem that the hero always has to run into. Uh, how are you helping that positions you as the mentor, as the trusted person who's providing some guidance? And then finally, it's um, uh, what difference are you making is the outcome. It's the benefit, not the feature, but the benefit of of whatever it is you are doing uh, as part of your business. Okay. So well, Douglas, as far yeah. as, you know, everything that you've shared, you know, the framework, is this something, you know, as far as applicability or use case goes? So is this something that people can use, let's say when they're standing, you know, less than a foot from each other in an in-person networking environment? Could that be one potential use case? Could another potential use case be maybe, it's a formal sales presentation and they're kind of talking or introducing their company or talking about their service. Uh, 
And then could another use case be, you know, applying these, you know, the thinking, the logic, the strategy on their website where they come to the landing page or the homepage and see something arranged in a certain way. And then, you know, I guess based on psychology and, and your, you know, methodology, it then kind of evokes that desired either call to action or reaction. Yeah, all three or four. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, all of those work beautifully. And under each bucket, you can put a couple of more points uh, just to, if you want to expand it. But but having that starting point of that, what we call the one sentence story solution, having that one sentence really helps you get out to someone else what it is you're about and what you do and why it matters. But yeah, you can use it for a landing page. You can use it for one-on-one -on -one conversation at a networking event. You can use it on a Zoom call. And it certainly can be the basis for a pitch, no question. And, so, and have you thought about applying this even for dating? Uh, for dating? <laughs> um, yeah. That's, uh, you know what? Yes, hey, that's a good idea. Someone should try it. Try yeah. using that template on your dating profile. See what happens. Yeah, I'd like to try it out. <laughs> you, you, uh, Rajiv, Rajiv we is can, very practical. So we can talk great. offline. Uh, <laughs> so, so maybe in, in, in summary, at least in Doug's, I mean, there's been a lot of great information, like a lot of terrific tidbits that I think will be very helpful to people. So let's say our listeners, okay, so they like what they've heard. They, you know, they get kind of a sense of it. How would you suggest that they learn more about what you do and how would you help them like what are the steps you would take uh, to help them, you know, really become good at, at what you can teach them to do? Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, go to our website, communicate the number four impact.com. Uh, when you get there, uh, sign up for our newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter. And Victor, thanks for referencing it earlier. It is super substantive, lots of value for people. And once you do sign up for the for the newsletter, it's called Story Direct. Yes, yeah, Story Direct. Right? Story Direct. You will get some free stuff from us, not the least of which is uh, business storytelling from A to Z, which is just oh, a bunch which of which I read. I loved that. I thought it was great because again, I like I liked the structure, right? The, yep. You know, tying it to the alphabet and so on. It made it made it very easy to read, and there were a lot of terrific points in there. Um, another thing you'll get is. Uh, uh, the one question Amazon ask, and you should ask too, and the question is, so what? Anytime you write anything, you have a sentence, ask yourself, so what? Why does it matter? Then the next sentence, so what? Why does it matter? It puts you in the position of being the person you're writing to and not yourself. In other words, it makes you think across the table and right. say, okay, so what? Why does this matter? And it's it takes Amazon you back to the, to the characteristic of humility that we talked about before. Oh, it's yes. Good point. You, but it, you can say something, but if someone on the other side says, so what, then you need to, you got some explaining to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> make it important for them. Make them curious. Make them want to know more. Right. And uh, so I got, I got to ask, right, uh, Douglas and Lisa Marie, the service that you describe is it a done with you service or a done for you service? It's th it's all three really. It's uh it's done do it yourself. It's D DIY. Okay. Uh, where you self paced, <laughs> do it uh, on your own. Uh, you can do it with us through the coaching. 
And we can also do it for you where we'll simply help you with your copy, help you with your landing page. So it's all three. Yeah, so if you go to our website and you go to the training page, you'll see something called the Private VIP Workshop. And that's where we take you through the course and teach you the three story structures. And we're coaching you and giving you feedback every step of the way. We wanna make sure that when our three hours is over, you've got it right. And the other option for people that like to be self-paced and do on-demand courses, we have the exact same great content. You're not gonna get the same feedback, but you do have quizzes throughout the course to make sure that you're on track. And if afterwards you wanna schedule an hour of coaching with us just to answer any questions or review the work that you did in the on-demand course, we're happy to do that with you as well. Cool, good to know, good to know, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Victor. No, no, that's it. I, I just think this, this stuff is great. And, and that, that's why I thought they'd, you know, they'd be perfect guests because it, it really fits in. You know, you, uh, Lisa Marie, you were talking earlier about your LinkedIn profile, right? The theme of our show is, you know, everybody wants to be a better networker, right? including yeah. me, right? Yeah. And so I, I, love, I love that your tagline, uh, you know, kind of, kind of syncs with ours. Yes, and it's not always, every time you open your mouth, it's not always about getting a sale, but it is always about networking because you never know who you're going to be speaking to that as a friend that might be able to benefit from what you're offering. Yes. Yes. And, and another of our themes is, and you never know who somebody knows. That's exactly okay. right. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, both of you have been absolutely wonderful. It, it, it really is such a treat to speak to both of you both, listen to your wisdom that you've uh, shared so generously with us and our listeners. Thank you so much for that. We would absolutely love to have you back on the show at a future time, maybe because, I mean, this is just, as they say, you don't eat an elephant in, in a single sitting. So I'm sure there's so much to get into, even one aspect that we could do a deep dive on. So we would absolutely love to uh, have you on the show again uh, to learn more about this very amazing, extraordinary way of connecting with people. So thank you for that. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, folks. Please send us your comments and questions about networking by posting them in the comments below. Or for a quick response, email us at dintlearnatharvard at gmail.com. Please like, comment, and subscribe. It means the world to us. Try today's networking nugget and tell us whether it worked or if you hate it or if you'd like us to brainstorm a solution for you, no charge. That's our way of saying thank you for supporting us by listening and sharing our content with people you care about. That's all this week from Rajiv and Victor. Thanks for listening to Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Hopefully you learned something here today.